0: Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stover. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 50. My name is Bowie Stobar, my pronouns are they, them, and I am so stoked to have you join me today. And this show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This episode, friend, is part two of how to become a trans and ally. See, allyship is not about just telling someone or telling everyone, as some people tend to do, how inclusive they are and how accepting they are That <laughs> does not make you an ally. As I said last episode, an ally is not someone who can self-define themselves as that. It, an ally is someone who shows up every day and does the work and they are doing things to help make the spaces that they engage in safer and more accessible for TGD folks, for trans and gender diverse folks. Now, you'll remember if you listened to last week's episode that we focused on how important it is on the path to becoming an ally to be accountable for the thoughts and feelings that you have come up in relation to trans and gender diverse folks and their experiences. If you have not listened to that episode, episode number 49... I highly recommend that you go and have a listen before you jump into this episode because it'll just give you a little bit of context on kind of where to start, which is super important. Now, one of the best ways that I talked about last week to becoming an ally, and I just want to give you a bit of a refresher now because it does roll into what we are talking about today, one of the best ways that you can become a better ally is to remember not to make things about you no I know that is hard all of ourselves we are very (laughs) self-centric and that's okay however there are circumstances where it is not appropriate so if you are feeling challenged about things that you may hear from TGD folks that's totally fine It's okay to feel challenged. These moments are ones that you can learn and grow from. But making those challenging moments about yourself, by being defensive, by arguing, by trying to challenge someone else's experience, that's not growing. That's not learning. It's diminishing the experiences of trans and diverse folks. Cis folks out there, I love so many of them. There's nothing against you, but... Trans and gender-diverse experiences are not about you. And that is okay. It's okay for other people to have experiences that you can't relate to and still be accepting of them. <laughs> now, I actually had a really great example of this that I wanted to share with you because it kind of it kind of really, really highlighted how some people can become so challenged and just a bit misguided. In, I'm, I'm sure what they are trying to do in a supportive way. <laughs> Zay and I, uh, a little while ago, we were running an education session, a trans and diverse inclusion education session for a small startup business. And I'd been sharing about the experiences I have in public toilets because I get health, I get hassled a lot. I have a lot of people because I mainly use women's toilets and I have a lot of women confront me in those spaces challenging me for being there knocking on cubicle doors demanding that I tell them whether or not I'm a man or a woman because they need to know (laughs) I've had some really strange interactions in public toilets and I'd shared this experience and one person from this education session actually spoke up and like can I just can I just say something I'm like oh sure sure you can they're like not all people are like that I don't think you'll find most places you won't have that experience most people are this and most people are that and it's not you're not going to have that happen all the time it's just like friend I've just told you how many times I haven't like seriously 99% of the time I go to a public toilet if I use a women's toilet I will get harassed (laughs) and I just shared this experience and this person felt so challenged by that, that they had to defend it. Well, you know, I'm accepting of people and I have so many gay friends and I've always had gay friends. And I think And it's some, at this point, <laughs> it became very clear that this person was feeling very challenged about my sharing of experiences, feeling defensive about what I was sharing and making it very much about themselves. When in reality, my experiences are my experiences. It doesn't matter what a cis person says. These are my experiences. These happen. These happen regularly to me. I live them every time I have this experience. And it doesn't matter how much a cis person does not want to believe that it happens. It happens. (laughs) And instead of hearing my experience, instead of taking a moment and going wow I never realized that going to the toilet in public could be something that's so hard for someone you know I just get to go to the toilet without any harassment instead of kind of reflecting and using this as a moment to kind of build awareness this person has actually challenged me challenged my experience told me that it's not going to be like that that I'm wrong to think that people harass me in the toilets it's like no they definitely do harass me in toilets and then one of the one of the things that just (laughs) I find so amusing the most that so many cis folks do is start talking about how they are friends with gay people it's like thank you I'm really happy for you I'm happy that you're accepting of gay people I'm happy that you've got these relationships and that's fabulous for you but this is a moment that is not about you this is a moment where you don't need to be talking this is a moment where you don't need to be sharing your thoughts this is a moment to listen. This is a moment to understand and learn from. And this happens so often. It really just kind of summed up so well the responses that happen so often from cis folks who are feeling challenged by hearing trans or gender diverse experiences. So don't make trans gender diverse person's experience about you. It is not, friend. Listen and learn. (laughs) Now, the reason I wanted to take a moment and share that story and also just reiterate what I spoke about last week is because it flows so well into what I'm talking about this week, which is language and how to use it respectfully. Now, I know from my own personal experience, I have I was very well practiced in using language disrespectfully. (laughs) I used to be very thoughtless in the way I communicated without thoughtless by meaning I would say something without thinking about how it may be heard by others, interpreted by others and just kind of how it would sit in a space because sometimes even though it may seem like a good idea sometimes there's things that it just you just don't need to say them (laughs) sometimes there's things that you just need to keep in your head (laughs) and this happens so much with uh, interactions between cis people and trans or gender diverse people and it's really, it's it's really something that's so simple. It just doesn't have to be complicated. It's, it, I think people kind of look at this and think, well, it must be, it must require a huge thing here. It must be some sort of big deal. It's, it's like one of the best ways you can respectfully communicate with someone who is trans or gender diverse is by addressing them by the way they are asking to be addressed. Like, phew, mind blowing. <laughs> It's not complicated. It's essentially the same thing that you may want someone to do. If you are a cis person, I'm sure that you'd want people to address you the way that you like being addressed. Well, shockingly, so do trans and gender diverse people. (laughs) It's not complicated. Use the pronouns that they are asking you to use. Use the name that they are asking you to use. Because this person who may be in front of you who happens to be transgender diverse, their identity is not about you. Your refusal to acknowledge their pronouns or their name is you making their identity about you. And that is not respectful. (laughs) Seriously, people's refusal to acknowledge someone else's right to self-define boggles my mind especially when cis folks (laughs) and this one cracks me up cis folks can be so quick to correct themselves and feel really bad when they misgender someone's pet or they call it a boy when it's a girl or a girl when it's a boy and they get all fussed about it's like oh I'm so sorry it's like it's a dog it doesn't care it doesn't have a gender humans made it have a gender the dog doesn't care (laughs) but cis folks will get so caught up in making sure that they will gender someone's pet correctly but when it comes to a person They're like, no, 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 you're wrong. You're wrong because I think this. And that is harmful. It's so harmful. Now, I get that if a family member has come out, you know, maybe it's a recent thing and you've known them by another name and by different pronouns for a really long period of time, that it can be a little challenging getting used to. And that's okay. It's not about being perfect. But that being said, there are only so many times you can use excuses like, oh, it's really hard for me to get used to, or I forgot. Before, it's really just more about you either not wanting to, or not trying to, or not seeing said family member or friend the way they are asking you to see them. It's So easy to know when someone isn't actually thinking about a trans or gender diverse person as the identity that they are, and it shows in your language. The way that you think about someone, the language you use about a person in your head, it betrays you, friend. It will come out because when you're really challenged to use someone's pronouns, for example, if you're really challenged by that, I ask you to reflect on the way you think about this person. Not about the person and the story you've made about the person, The true person that they are telling you that they are, the person in front of you, when they say, I use they, them pronouns, or I use she, her, or he, him pronouns. Don't refer back to your story about them that you have in your head. You need to understand that your story is simply that it's a story. It is not truth. The truth is what the person is telling you. So listen to that. That is so important. There is no excusing repeated misgendering of someone. It becomes very old very quickly and it becomes very clear very quickly that you're actually not respecting this person's identity. You're not respecting their right to self-define and instead you're just trying to make the situation comfortable for you regardless of how this may impact the person that you are communicating to. And this is such a huge cause of harm for folks in the transgender diverse community particularly with family members. The people who are supposed to care for us the most often cause us the most harm. Because when we know someone for such a long time, we create these stories. They're not true. They're just things that we've kind of interpreted about a person and then said in our head as this is who this person is. And that is just not right. And then we hold on to these stories. I talked about this last episode again Go check it out. I recommend it highly. (laughs) So I encourage you to really make an effort to think about said amazing trans or gender diverse person the way that they are asking you to. Now, some TGD folks, they're going to take some time exploring pronouns, exploring names, and that's okay. No one has to just pick one thing and then that's it. For myself, I use they, them pronouns. That doesn't mean for the rest of my life I have to just use they, them pronouns. My identity can change over time. It may or it may not. I don't know. Currently, they, them suits me just fine. I don't know how I'm going to identify down the track, but it's okay to be able to change and experiment with what feels good for me. And it's okay for any trans or gender diverse person to change and experiment with what feels good for them. Just because someone comes out with certain pronouns and then they may change them doesn't mean you have to then police them and be like, no, no, you said you were this. Well, you can't change that now. Just make up your mind. That is one of the most horrible things you can say to a trans or gender diverse person. Don't say that. They have every right to take their time exploring their gender identity it is them really learning their true self. That is so important. And they can take as much time as they want. They can try as many pronouns as they want. They can change their name as many times as they want. It is not up to a cis person or any other trans or gender diverse person for that matter to try and tell a particular person what language they can use around themselves. Because this issue does come up also In the trans and gender diverse community from other trans and gender diverse folks. It's problematic. It's not nice. (laughs) But it happens. And I fully acknowledge that. Some harmful shit goes on within the trans and gender diverse community between other trans and gender diverse people. So it happens on all levels. But when we're copying it from family, friends, the general population, our own community, it becomes really hard. So understand that a person can self-define however they want they can change the language they want to use around themselves as many times as they want and it is not your place to say how someone can choose to explore their gender identity it is no one's place only the person who is seeking to define themselves because transitioning is a journey and it does take time now transgender diverse folks don't owe you to change something about themselves once and never again so the best thing you can do is be open to supporting your friend, supporting your family member supporting your work colleague your teammate it doesn't matter if it takes them some time to find the best way to express themselves use the language that they are requesting you to use at that time don't try and correct them don't try and say well last week you were using this what's happened now it's none Yeah, effin' business what's happened now. They're asking you to use a certain thing, so use it. It's as simple as that. <laughs> now, respectful language goes beyond just the way we address people with names and pronouns. It's also about the way that we talk to people. Oh, this really should be a no-brainer. <laughs> because, generally speaking... It's not okay to ask people certain questions, certain invasive questions that you would think are private. However, if you happen to be someone who is trans or gender diverse, then it just seems that so many cis folks think it's okay to ask really private and really invasive questions. And so many of these I've been asked myself from strangers too. Most of these come from strangers. Like if you have a friend or family member who's really respectfully trying to understand you, there's some questions that are okay. There's some, it doesn't matter how close you are with someone, they could still be off limits. So really understand the rapport that you have with the person you're talking to before you even think to start asking some of these questions. Now, you may want to know what some of these harmful questions are. And (laughs) I'm going to give you a few. Because I don't want you to use these with people, because these are things that I've experienced, and these are things that so many transgender-diverse folks have experienced. Things like, what's your real name? I've gotten this one so many times. Introduce myself as Bowie. Like, yeah, but but what's your real name? Is that is that actually your name? Like, did your parents give you that name? It doesn't fucking matter who gave me my name. If I tell you a name. Use the name I tell you. You, Most people will have no problem using someone's nickname. I've heard some pretty out there nicknames from people as well. And no one will question that at all. But if it comes to someone who potentially looks a little bit queer and has a like a bit of a different name, I personally think that trans and gender diverse folks name themselves the frickin' coolest names ever. Because when you can name yourself something, you're going to go for something freaking rad. <laughs> but it seems to be that they get questioned for it. Now, this is so invasive and harmful, particularly because so many trans and gender diverse folks feel really challenged about their identities, about how they have identified in the past, and even still while they're transitioning about who they are becoming. And if you're going to try and use names that they used to have, or their old name, their birth name, often called a dead name by trans and gender diverse folks, then you're essentially invalidating that person's identity. You're disbelieving them. You're telling them that no, you don't know. I know you better than you know you. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> but it happens if you use a TGD person's old name, you are being transphobic. It's invalidating. It's harmful. It's not okay. Something else that comes up a lot, if it's after my name has been shared in my experience, I will say I use they, them pronouns. And I've had people go, yeah, but, but like, what are you, really? You know, I mean, what's what's in your pants? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is not okay to ask someone. Seriously, would you ever ask a stranger about their genitals? And I actually asked this person. I had one person that I'd met, and they were, at, start, at first, a bit curious about trans and diverse experiences. I'm like, great, I'm always happy to talk and educate people. But then they liked me. Yeah, but, you know, what's in your pants? It's like, why do you need to know that? It's like, well, I need to understand. It's like, no, you're trying to define me by my genitals so that you can put me a little box in your head. And secondly, when do you ever ask a stranger about their genitals? I said to this person, would you ask a random stranger that you don't know about their genitals any other time if they weren't trans or diverse? And they were like, I would actually. I'm like, I do not believe you. You are a liar. Like, Because <laughs> you would not... You would never ask a random stranger about their genitals. Don't ask a trans or gender diverse person about their genitals. That is not okay. It's none of your business what person's genitals are. (laughs) You don't have a right to know that. It doesn't help you better understand a person's identity. It helps you better categorize them in your head. It's just like, oh, they say they use they know them pronouns, but they've got a vagina, so they're a girl okay, it's not okay. It's problematic. Don't ask people about their genitals. My gosh, really? I thought I learned that sort of thing as, you know, like a small child things not to ask people, but it seems like there's certain caveats that come with that for cis folks when it comes to trans and gender diverse people. Friends, it's not okay ever, regardless of the person that you're talking to. (laughs) Even asking people who are trans or gender diverse things like, are you you getting the surgeries? It's like, this is implying that any person who's transitioning has to have surgery. Problematic, because some people can transition without ever having surgery, without ever following any medical avenues at all, and still be very happy, very valid in their experiences. That is okay. Transitioning is not always about medical avenues, but... I understand that what the media portrays of trans and gender diverse people so often highlights these medical avenues. So I can understand how people could think that. But you don't need to be asking people about what steps they're looking to take in their transition because it it's not relevant to you. It's not it's not something that you need to know. It doesn't help you understand a person better. It's it's kind of These little morbid curiosities that people have. It's like these burning questions. It's like, oh, well, here's someone who identifies like this. I've always wanted to know this thing, so I'm just going to ask them. It's like, don't do that. Don't ask people about what surgical avenues they're taking. That could cause a lot of emotional distress for them because so many people can't even access transitional surgeries because they're so expensive, because of the gatekeeping that the medical industry puts on trans and gender diverse people to even access these supports. There's a lot here. This is not a superficial conversation to have. There is so many deep, deep problems caused by the medical industry pathologizing trans and gender diverse identities that limits our access to these supports and you you're offhanded or kind of more just for your own curiosity question of asking that could actually cause someone a whole lot of distress because they could have a lot of dysphoria about certain parts of their body but not have any access to change it and that can be really hurtful it can lead to self-harm it can lead to all sorts of really negative things so be aware of that and I get you may not realize that it is still illegal in 72 countries around the world to be a member of the queer community. And something really shocking actually, half of those countries are under the monarchy. So think about that because our access to support is very limited sometimes. And depending on what country you're in, potentially illegal. With punishment of death in some cases, life imprisonment, lashings, hard labor. These are all punishments for people simply being themselves. So take a moment and reflect on really what, what you're asking and the harm it may have and what you're actually wanting to know. Because you know what? You can also Google things. Just saying. <laughs> Questions like this, and I brought this—I brought this one up when I was sharing my experience with a cis person trying to tell me how my experience wasn't actually real. And that is people who will go. So there's this is person I work with who's gay or lesbian. They're lovely. They're really lovely. Maybe you know them. <laughs> we don't need to hear your stories about the gays and lesbians that you know, friends. <laughs> I feel like that's a little bit of uh, virtue signaling. It's like I'm inclusive. Look, I have friends who are gay. Who cares? I'm not going to tell you about the cis folks I know that you might know because they're cis. So... You can be friends with anyone you want. That doesn't mean you have to point it out just because a queer person is around to try and tell them. It's like, well, I'm friendly because I have gay friends. Just because you're friends with people who are queer, just because you're friends with people who are trans or gender diverse, doesn't actually mean you're an ally. You can still be friends with these people and actually be really harmful towards the community. It doesn't make you immune because you are affiliated with these people. So reflect on that. It doesn't automatically give you that green tick of approval that you're an ally just because you're friends with folks. It's not how it works. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> now, one of the best things that you can do as someone working to become an ally, other than being accountable for your own feelings, <laughs> using respectful language and not asking inappropriate self-indulgent questions, is, and this is probably one of the key things that you can do, speak up if you hear other cis folks either speaking inappropriately to or about trans gender diverse people this is where you're showing up this is what actually makes you an ally none of that other stuff not because you know queer folks not because you use someone's pronouns when they ask you to that's that's a given. That should just be like minimum standard. <laughs> just because someone has asked you to. That is the minimum. That does not make you an ally. Do you know what makes you an ally? It's having these uncomfortable conversations with cis folks who are being transphobic. It's speaking up even if it's uncomfortable. It's educating other people around you, not speaking on the behalf of trans and gender diverse folks, but having enough knowledge to be able to say, hang on, this is not okay. Actually, that's inaccurate, what you're saying is harmful, this could hurt someone, saying things like that, speaking up, that is you being an ally, that is how you become an ally and if you don't speak up, you are complicit in their transphobia, you're not maybe partaking in it, you you might think in your head that was a bit inappropriate but if you don't say anything, you are allowing it to happen you're making it okay because you're not actually raising a point that it's not okay. That's what an ally does. An ally will say something when they hear something, when they see something that's not okay. That's the real work. That's how you're going to make spaces safer for TGD folks. That's how you're going to make spaces more accessible for TGD folks. And it's something that so many trans and gender diverse folks can't Do for so many reasons. But when cis folks talk with other cis folks about what is and isn't appropriate with language around our community, that makes the difference. You have an ability to shape change that we as trans and gender diverse folks don't have. When I say we, I'm, I'm not, we're not a monolith. I, we are, we are not a cohesive community just because we all share the same gender identities or similar gender identities. <laughs> but broadly, as a very diverse and complex and intersectional community, we need the support of cis folks to help us shape the change in pretty much every space possible. Because Transgender diverse folks are probably the most intersectional community in the whole world. We are everywhere. I know I've said that before, but it's because it is true, even if they're not visible. Transgender diverse folks are everywhere. <laughs> and your help by speaking up will change our lives. That sounded a little dramatic, but it's a sad truth. the world is not a perfect place the world is not open and accepting of everyone particularly marginalized populations (laughs) and when we speak up we can often be rejected and people can get defensive and people can argue the point they don't understand our our experiences and they use that to justify their arguments to tell us how we're wrong in our experiences but for a cis person to speak up towards another cis person who was saying inappropriate things there's not that same barrier that is being an ally now if you have any questions about today's episode friend you can find everything i've talked about in the show notes at our website go to www.fearlessmovement.co if you want to ask me a question about anything you've heard today, questions only, I'm not here to justify any trans or diverse existences. I'm not here to argue with you about how you think my identity is wrong or someone else's is wrong or you're going to share, quote your fingers, facts with me. I don't want to hear that. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, if you feel challenged by anything I've said today, I ask you to work through that yourself and take responsibility for that because it is your responsibility. It is not mine. Work on you and maybe you will learn something pretty amazing about yourself that you didn't realize that you could. (laughs) If you don't want to contact me through the website, you can go to Facebook. fearless movement collective or you can find me on instagram at non-gendered fitness at the handle non underscore gendered underscore fitness or me bowie at dark.no.t.nb if you have been listening to past episodes you will know i have previously been sharing that Fearless Movement Collective has an Instagram profile, but I am shutting that down. I'm blending it with non-gendered fitness profile. So you can find everything from Fearless Movement Collective and non-gendered fitness at the one profile now at non-gendered fitness. So go follow me, go shoot me a message. only a respectful one <laughs> i will not answer you if you are being rude or inappropriate or harassy or trolly or whatever it's not worth my time friend <laughs> so till next week remember being an ally is about continued small steps practiced daily it's not a big once-off effort you may not always get it right, and that's okay. So long as you learn and you grow from your mistakes, have a rad as day. Pal.